Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm sharing with you one of my favourite subjects. Easy ways to say no. We need to be able to say no so that we can establish healthy boundaries. So this week I'm sharing with you how to handle the fear, the stress, the worry and the guilt that often comes up for people when we need to set boundaries. I share the surprising reason that saying no is really good for you. Listen in for some key phrases that you can begin to use to get you started. Why it's not always about you. And suggestions to help you with easy ways to say no. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelms that help you to increase your performance, to be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer, helping you and your workforce increase performance and make the impact that you want in the world. Throughout February, you'll hear me talk about International Women's Day, which takes place on the 8th of March. I've had organisations get in touch with me to ask what I can do to help them support uh, and promote International Women's Day. And the theme this year for 2022 is Break the Bias. So... Obviously, International Women's Day is very much about a gender equal world, but where I am focusing it on is about a world free from bias and discrimination, which is relevant to uh, mental health and well-being, and a world where difference is valued and celebrated. I have speaker sessions and workshops that will help you to be able to change the bias around stress, mental health and well-being so that in your organisation you can be sending that message across where people can create trust, remove the stigma so that people can be themselves, they create more inclusion, more belonging and then you get a workforce that works better, higher productivity and more inclusive. If you want to know about what we can do together, please do get in touch with me, emma at emmalankton.com and let's set up a call to talk about how I can help you. Carrying on with the helping angle of things, this week I'm talking about easy ways to say no. I've been having lots of conversations with clients and with some of the workshops that I'm doing about boundaries and about how to say no and do it where we feel all right about it. So, you know, do you find it easy to say no to people? Perhaps it means you end up being really busy, stressed or overcommitted. That's the case with a lot of people. Often we struggle to say no to people and it leaves us feeling put upon or juggling too many things or having so much on our to-do list that we get stressed or overwhelmed 
or were working long hours and all the things I'm sure you could come up with a few examples as well. Are you the one that ends up working late because you've said yes to others, yet you're the one with the most to do? Maybe you find that you're saying yes instead of no because you're a bit of a people pleaser or because you end up feeling guilty. So what I'm going to explain to you in this podcast, you might have heard similar things and kind of thought, oh, well, yeah, Emma, but you know, people say, just do this. And it's easy enough for them to say it. It's much harder for me to do it. It's often useful to hear similar things again, but perhaps from a different angle. It's also important to find ways to say no so that you feel empowered while still maintaining those relationships with others and calming down your internal feelings of that people pleasing or that guilt or that, you know, wanting to be seen to do a good job and all those sort of internal feelings and values. Because when you do say no, it helps you to establish healthy boundaries for you that calm down some of the feelings bit that we don't like to talk about and enables others to have that clarity and understanding about what it is that they can expect from you. And I know a lot of people don't like to look at feelings, don't like to talk about feelings. You will have heard me say before, the good British stiff upper lip and then we don't talk about the war, we don't talk about worries and we don't talk about women's problems. The three W's I tend to say. And one of those is those worries. We worry about what people think or we're frightened of what reaction we're going to get. And some of these are early learned behaviours. The thing is, whatever we have learned, we can unlearn or we can learn something different. It's never too late to learn to do things differently. You know, I mean, I often say to the kids, I retrained at the age of 39, 40. And then set up this business. People retrain all the time. But it's not just about retraining in your job. It's retraining about the way that you think about things. About the way that you do things. So when you struggle to say no. Take a moment to look at what's going on for you. What feeling or emotion comes up for you. When people ask you to do something. Because then instead of going with the, just switch your phone off, just block your diary out. Well, it's easy to say the just that other people will do. And maybe that's fine for them. But if it's not fine for you, it's never going to happen. So perhaps there are past experiences and situations that meant you've learned it's easier to say yes than say no. But are you in that old situation? Are you still with that person that had you feel like that? Are you still in that job where... You know, there was an expectation that you just never said no and never answered back. Maybe things are different. Maybe you've grown stronger. Maybe you've changed your priorities. Because the reality is that if we end up saying yes when we don't want to or we don't have time or for any other reason, we end up feeling resentful. And we repeatedly are programming ourselves that our feelings, our time, our values and our priorities don't matter. Somebody said to me the other day, I, they'd been let down by various people, people, it was workmen, they were trying to get an electrician round, they were trying to get, they were 
doing up where they live. Trying to get different people, different workmen round, who said, I'll get back to you with a date and time. And then they didn't. And they said they, they'd been there having a rant while they were stripping wallpaper or something like that to themselves. And they went, I feel insignificant. So are we really saying when we say yes to all these people that we don't matter? Now, I hope not. But sometimes perhaps we are and we've got in that pattern of things. Now, I know you might be sitting there thinking, oh, God, Emma, this is a bit deep. But it doesn't have to be. But it can be a really powerful way to explore things. And it's not about unpicking all the old stuff. It's about looking for the factual situations. When this happens, I feel like that. When this happens, I do that. So consider a situation when you have said yes and you really didn't want to. Were you worn out? Did you end up feeling really poorly? So then you see the value for yourself and you focus on the benefits that you get out of saying no. Being able to say no may enable you to be more honest and authentic with others. So then what might happen is that you feel less likely to be taken advantage of or like that person I was talking to, insignificant or, you know, used or put upon or any of those kind of things. When you hear me talk about boundaries, which can be a lot, what I say is boundaries create respect. So by having great boundaries and saying no means that we show people and ourselves that we're not that pushover that we treat ourselves respectfully too. Now, boundaries are not just about saying no, but we can talk about the power of saying no. I think somebody did a book on that. Um, and the Mayo Clinic has done research that concludes that saying no can help reduce stress levels and increase your happiness. So how can you say no? You're probably rolling your eyes and thinking, finally, Emma, get to the point okay but it's about knowing what's going to drive you forward and going to give you that energy and enthusiasm and the sort of goals for being able to achieve this because it's no it's not always easy a key element is to make sure that you are concise too much waffle and people will pick holes in what you are saying no excuses you don't really need to give an explanation and often when there are excuses, you give people space to try and persuade you otherwise. So I say that no is a complete sentence, which I do love. And sometimes that's all you need. And that's, that's pretty concise, isn't it? But if you're already feeling guilty and worrying about how no will be received, then you're going to need a little more help with that. Because we've got feelings coming into play here. Now, as an example, if you've got kids or you um, know somebody with kids, if you think about when they first go to school or you see them in the playground and in the park, they're maybe four, five, six, and they go up to another child and they go, will you play with me? And the other child just goes, nope, and trots off. And the first child also just turns around and trots off. And why is that? because they haven't developed empathy yet. 
it's debatable at what age um you know we begin to develop empathy and it does start from around about two but it's often about the age of seven that we move from that world of the kind of me 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 focus to being a bit of um me you us and them the bigger levels of empathy develop in our teenage years but when and the point of that story is that when we remove feelings and empathy it's much easier to be able to set boundaries okay so that's when i go stick to the facts okay so at work if a colleague or your boss asks you to do something extra if you're going to struggle to be able to do that then stick to the facts and point out if i do this then that will happen when i do my workshops i put a slide up that shows the if blank then blank so if then phraseology can be really really good uh, but then you so that you're pointing out to them the consequences really but in a really factual way so what would you like me to work on first would you like to let that slide from the deadline if that slides from the deadline then I'll be able to do that. So I use this all the time because sometimes people forget what it is that you've got on your plate and in your workload. They don't stop to think about your timelines or deadlines or workload. Often they're probably just thinking, oh, you're really good at that, you know, or I can rely on you to get that done. So all you're doing is pointing out and helping them to remember. I mentioned about kids at school and one of the big things um, that I see a lot of people struggle with, particularly women, is um, about doing things for the school. You know, when you do baking for the school fair or something like that, often it sounds like a small thing, but the reality is it's not a 10 minute job. So it might be really simple as I don't have time and then make it about them. I would hate to let you down. So I'll have to say no. If they do try to persuade, because if you put loads of waffle in it, if you're saying I don't have time, oh, it won't take very long. Do you see what I mean? I just don't have time. I'm sorry. How concise is that? It's no excuses. You might, as I used to do, quite honestly, be thinking, God, it's the same people that they ask all the time and does nobody ever else do these things? And I get you. But if you say that out loud, then the resentment shows through and then your stress levels go up and then that's the having a bigger impact on you in a negative way and it's just not worth it so keep it simple no I can't I don't have time I've got something else arranged I've got a prior commitment a helpful strategy is to have one or two set phrases so it might be sorry I don't have availability to fit that in now, you don't have to say what it is that you're doing. You know what else is going on. Just, I don't have availability. This is something I say to an awful lot of business owners. You know, when they're trying to squash people in and fit in different clients and taking on too much within a time frame. And I say, why can't you say I don't have availability? Because you don't have availability and that's factual. It's not about, oh, you're not a big enough priority to me. It's factual. You don't have availability. There literally are so many hours in a day. You don't have availability. How that person interprets that is entirely up to them. You might be thinking, 
oh, they're not going to like me. Um, they don't think that I'm prioritising them enough. But they might actually be thinking, gosh, she doesn't have availability. She must be really busy. Oh, she must be good. She must be popular. They might come up with something else that's not on your radar. So having a set phrase or two means that you can be, it's like practicing it and you can be much more comfortable saying those things and you don't go into panic mode and that fight flight mode of thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do now? I'd rather say no to you now than disappoint you later. So when you have one or two set phrases, you can practice it. And as a result of being practiced, you can be more proactive, you can be a little bit more prepared and then you're able to say no more confidently and then the reality is you can say yes to the things that are important to you or say yes to the things in a time frame that works for you. My husband used to get really annoyed at everybody coming around the office going, can you give to this charity, can you do this sponsored this and sponsored that and sponsored the next thing? So with him, you know, we worked on, thanks so much for asking. I've already given to my allocated charities this month. Good luck with everything. No, the good luck with everything is a little bit dismissive, but it kind of helps you feel better. You're wishing them well and things. <clears throat> it depends that you don't have to use these, but it's examples for you to develop some kind of set phrase. And those ones that I've given you there don't directly say no. So it's great if you struggle with the word no. But you're still being clear. You're still not leaving any room for persuasion. Or to let them come back in and try and renegotiate what it is that they want you to do. Now a word of caution. If you truly believe that these people will be upset with you, then that's already about them not respecting you, your time, your values or your limits. So really, it's an indication that it's about them, not you. Anyone that gets upset or moody or pushes back or begins defensive or goes into loads of waffle and justification, they're, they're not really bearing you in mind in all of this. And you have the right to say no without having to explain all the time. And what I do say with all of this is those people that push back the most are those people that need the boundaries setting the most. If you really begin to struggle as you start to do this, then do I'll get back to you or let me check my availability. You can assess, you can come away, you can take deep breaths, you can calm things down, you can formulate your answer and deliver it later in that sort of set way. But don't leave it too much later. But when you've had a little bit of time to practice it and consider giving yourself permission to say no without the feelings, the pressure, the worry or the guilt coming into play. And yes, it will take practice. So start small and keep going with it. You know, it's like anything. We are wiring our brain to be more able to do these things, to say these things, to deal with those situations. And it's just like going to the gym, you know, planning to do a 5k, run a marathon, compete in any competitions, any of those sorts of things. It, getting fitter, you're getting fitter and healthier with your boundaries as well as getting fitter and healthier with your body. 
So think about what will you say no to this week? Because I'd love you to drop me a message, emma, emmalankton.com, and let me know. I love hearing from people about where the podcast has been helpful for you. So as a quick recap, there's always going to be emotion coming in with the fear of what other people think. But being able to say no enables you to be more honest and authentic, less likely to feel taken advantage of. Remember, there's research that's done that says your stress levels are reduced when you say no. Be concise. Don't waffle. Take the feelings out of it and stick to facts. Practice some phrases that you can use. And then let me know how you get on. I really hope this has been helpful for you. It's one of my favourite subjects to talk about. If you want any help with boundaries or hybrid working, for you or your people, then do get in touch with me. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.